the Sunshine Patriot in a Crisis shrinks from the service of their country. Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Tear. So, did you watch the uh, State of the Union address? <laughs> no, I waited for you to suffer through it so I could hear the stuff. <sighs> okay, so there is so much to cover. Okay, in uh, my defense, in my defense, I worked all that day, and then I had a migraine that knocked me out for almost 12 hours. I get it, I get it, I get it. Uh, so... So uh, I'm I, I'm gonna introduce you to as a a pretext an appetizer if you will of why we're doomed just straight up doomed. So I took two clips of Kamala Harris and put them together because they fit so well. Ready? No, not no, it, no, no, no. I had to listen to it four <laughs> times to get the proper notes. So you have to sit through this one. Because as we all know, elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. The level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. (laughs) 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 Ukraine is a country in Eastern Europe and exists next to another country. It's bigger and badder, and that's just wrong. Why do you sound like you're talking? Never mind. You're talking to your peers. I get it. I get it. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. There's one more comedy bit. Actually, there's a lot of comedy before we talk into the implications. This is another comedy. This was aired on the news. Now, for the blind members of our audience, those that are listening to it, allow me to explain what happens. When they talk about this particular story, there's a picture of Joe Biden in the background talking about the State of the Union. Just listen. What may have been taken and no arrests have been made. A 71-year-old man is accused of inappropriately touching a 12-year-old girl at the Walmart in West Mifflin Sunday afternoon. According ah! to court documents, that's on purpose they did that on purpose i'm not gonna go for or against i just oh no no that was definitely on purpose whoever did that is a fucking genius and i love them all right so the first part of the state of the union was talking about ukraine or was it 
And if you look at the title of this particular episode, it's State of the Union and Iran, I mean Ukraine. And to understand why, you have to listen to this clip. Ukraine oh, no, and my IQ. Who forged a deep bond that connects our two nations. We stand with you. We stand with you. Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. Did you just call them uranium people? They're not radioactive yet. They only no, 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 no. Hold on. Now, I would agree with you that it sounds like uranium, right? Mm -hmm. But I think it's Iranian because Iranian is a real place, and I would hope to God we're not going to go bomb a fucking planet. Look, 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 look. I think he was doing a bastardization of Ukrainian and Iranian together. Because that is Uranian. Okay, I was just checking. So, But so they're not got... radioactive yet. They just blew up the, the waste reactor at, at Chernobyl. So it's it's not hit them yet. All right, hold on. Now, I'm going to do a little, a little mashup of uh, gas. Not going to Europe to fight Ukraine, but to defend our NATO allies. Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. He'll never, he'll never extinguish their love of freedom. Unlike the two trillion dollar tax cut passed in the previous administration that benefited the top one percent of Americans, the American Rescue Plan. The American Rescue Plan. Vice President Harris and I ran for office, and I realized we had. Okay, I want to pause it there. I'm not done. Did you see Schumer stand up, almost clap, and then sit back down? I thought for a second he was going to stand. He he paused like halfway, standing up, and I thought he was about to be like, "I have shit my pants." <laughs> no, he listened to it. Went fuck that shit. I'm out. <laughs> Now I have a question. I hope to God she's actually wearing a blouse because if 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 Pelosi's chest actually looks like that, oh no, that's his hand. Never mind. Bad place to pause. <laughs> you see it too, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Continuing on. <laughs> Fundamental disagreements on this, but ran for office with a new economic vision for America: invest in America, educate Americans, productive capacity of our economy, of our economy, building a better America. <laughs> like Chris Coons and Tom Carper and my distinguished congresswoman, we come from the land of corporate America. Can't build a wall high enough to keep out a, a, a vaccine. What the? You what can't the... build a wall high enough to keep out a vaccine. So much in there, so much. And the faces of, of Camel Toe and boozy now hold on now pelosi stumbles at one point right? really yeah 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 the only travesty there she didn't fall over so um i want to show you okay so there was a there was an in, there were several he talks about pro immigrant or about uh reforming immigration which the republicans stood up and cheered about until he said wall high enough for a vaccine, right? Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Laura Loomer started chanting, build that wall, build that wall, which threw him off, right? 
but it gets better. So there was an incident where Biden was talking about the burn pits in Iraq and the cancer that is caused by all of those. That it was causing their deaths. Two incidents happen over this one subject. One, and I'm going to play it for you. Nancy Pelosi stands up, wants to clap for the death of veterans, or or she's pro-burn pits. I, I can't quite figure out. I'll let you decide. Hold on. The vodka was wearing off. That's what it was. Well, maybe. All right, hold on. Mm. All right, ready? No. Here we go. <laughs> Oops. She just, she like morphed into a freaking otter. <laughs> you know those little otters with the shells where they rub their little heads together? That. that That is what she was doing. But Laura Loomer wasn't done for the night. So he's talking about how these burn pits are responsible for the deaths of veterans and uh, for service members and vets later. How they develop cancer. And he brought his son Bo into it that the cancer that killed him was probably from the burn pits but and that we needed to take care of our veterans and Laura Loomer decides to shout this you may want listen very closely but I put the words at the bottom that would put them in a flag draped coffin I know I love that girl I really do. She said, you put them in them. 13 of them. She did not remember the 13. Now, before you sit here and go, that's awesome. That should have been the greatest comeback burn in all of. I I just want you to know that there are Republicans actively attacking her, saying that this was not the time or the place for interrupting a speech. To which she replied on Twitter, by the way, uh, If you don't follow her on Twitter, this comment should make you want to. And what she said was, for all of you coming after me and showing all this hate because I interrupted a speech, go visit the family of the 13 soldiers who were killed and ask their families how their life has been interrupted. Just thought I'd throw that out there. I'm beginning to hate Republicans almost as much as I hate Democrats. You should. Oh, I do. You know that. So, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about Ukraine because some shit has popped off. The foreign minister of Russia, the Russian foreign minister, has decided that World War Three will definitely be nuclear. Uh, Why are we that, surprised? Those are his words, not mine. Uh, people are. Are, are going after the American citizens. You have sitting congressmen that are now telling people that there are no such thing as innocent civilians in Russia. They're all culpable. I just, I, I just want that to sink in. 
that they are at this point they are they are but two months away if they're that prepping. they're prepping the people for a internment camps of Russian Americans. That is where that mindset leads. Didn't we didn't we learn anything from fucking not from World War Two? Nope. Not only that, but imagine the rules of engagement when you consider every living citizen. There are no rules enemy. of engagement. Not at that point. None. And if you think, uh, okay, now I know that you have disagreements with Q. Okay, more than disagreements with Q. Okay, okay, before you say this, I'd like to preface a statement with it's not that I have a problem with Q supporting Putin. My problem is the reasoning behind it. Okay. Now, you know how Q was talking about Cabal, all right? How there is this evil organization that rules the world. I'm not saying that I agree with them, but I want you to know that for the first time in history, the government has applied, the world governments have applied enough pressure on Switzerland to move them from their neutral status. Wait, it's even worse. They have they have forced Switzerland into revealing the information in their bank accounts to isolate Russians. We didn't do this with the Nazis. We didn't do this with in with Osama bin Laden. We didn't do this with Saddam Hussein. But every Russian citizen has just had their bank accounts frozen in it, that had them in a Swiss bank account. For the first time in history, they have violated their trust. Let that sink in. There may not be a cabal of, of evil, alien, uh, child, blood-drinking, lizard people. But there is a cabal in terms of the world leaders coming together to put pressure on Russia. Well, yeah, and it I makes mean, we're you about Switzerland, fucking Switzerland. The, for the first time in God knows how long, they are not neutral. And they turned over their banking records. You know, I, I don't care about the neutral status, it's the bank records. Like getting. Okay, 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 okay. How fucked are we now? Well, no, now I, that makes perfect sense. Now nobody's going to trust the Swiss banks. Now they're going to go to a digital currency. So like I'm going to trust. Uh, here's I understand that, but here's the problem with fucking sheep and morons, which is like 95% of the population of the planet, probably. But uh, I'm going to trust, I would still trust the Swiss more than I would trust something that could be hacked. There. So, so I want you to read this. Now, now, remember what I said, how dangerous it can be to sit here and to sit here and go to a digital currency and you stop uh, seeing the military as separate from the people. I want to show you and I want you to read this out loud. <clears throat> All right. 
Well, fuck, could you pick any smaller print? There we go. Yes. Which part? The 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 the, the actual part above the picture. Apple. Oh my God. Okay. <clears throat> Apple Pay and Google Pay no longer work on Moscow's metro system, leading to long queues as people fumble about for cash. But they never do this to Americans, right? (laughs) If you vote for the wrong... It'll never happen here. That is is a negative. That is a a positivity bias. Or a normalcy bias. You believe that it could never happen here. Yep, and I, I, people that that would happen to. Yeah, I'm sure the Russians didn't think it would happen to them either because their government is a bunch of assholes. If you believe, if you believe that the Russian government, what they're doing is wrong, you need to understand that what they're doing is the government, not the people. But if you're going to hold the whole people, and by the way, please continue to pour all of the vodka down the drains that you already paid for. Actually, correction, correction. I will put my address in the link. You can go ahead and send it to me, and I will dispose of it properly. Right. Well, I run it through the world's best filtration system. Your kidneys? (laughs) I don't drink anymore, but I would drink vodka just to piss people off at this point. It's that whole stupid bullshit with Carhartt all over again. They're pouring vodka down drains. It's like, what the fuck did a vodka ever do to you? And half that vodka is not even made in Russia. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Breaking news. Everybody who puts a Ukrainian flag pin on or a post it on their profile is being nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize because congratulations, guys. You did it. You did it. All, all, all of the all of the all of the virtue signaling has ended. All of the wars. Everything is happy now. Here's your daily dose of hopium. Now go back in your fucking closet. I want you to understand what is coming, people. While they distract you, if you listen to the speech. Uh, Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Did you just tell people congratulations for being fucking stupid? You can go back into the closet? Yes. So, no, I'm not. I'm not playing anymore. So, oh sweet. Uh, so I I uh, was doing a Bible study today and came across a particular scripture and I'm going to adopt it and uh, I'm going to call out everybody because I don't give a fuck. So uh, while while they are using right while they are trying to flip the narrative. To get you to ignore COVID. While they're trying to flip the narrative. To get you. Uh, to, to have you forget about the. Um, to have you forget about the defunding of the police. And resetting the narrative. Right. They're going to start a war. Simply because they don't want to lose their power. <laughs> Ukraine and Russia have been fighting since 2014, but nobody said a fucking thing. Right? Nobody said a fucking thing. Oh, that's a All of the virtue signals. Well, no, that's a fair statement to a particular degree. Russia hasn't actually invaded full scale like they have right now. What the fuck do you think Crimea was? How about Georgia? 
Let's face it. Let's be in honest. Crimea, Obama basically just gave it to him. In 2014, in 2014, they had a pro-Russian president. The United States instigated a fucking coup and put in somebody who was pro-friendly. And you wonder why Russia sit here and went after them. It's literally our, it's their version of a Cuban Missile Crisis. But let's be even more honest. Prior to that, they were part of Russia. They voted to, Crimea voted to go back to Russia. Other parts wanted to go back to Russia. They don't have the same glue that holds them together like we do, right? They have nationality and people groups. We have ideals, or we we used to have ideals and morals and, and a creed that we all kind of agreed on. Like, there were minor sticking points, but, yo, we used to have this unity, and now we don't. So, not unity, but, you know, we we both agreed that some shit was evil and other shit was okay. You know? <laughs> I mean, and when we didn't, we fucking fought each other for it. See what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but let's be honest here. Russia going into Ukraine is nothing more than a Russian land grab. But there are people on our own side of the aisle that have decided to paint it in some kind of glorious crusade. Yes. And if you don't think that Russia pays attention, you should look at the wording that Putin is using. The denazification of Ukraine. Now, where did that come from? Two, two things. There is actually... Neo-Nazi serving the Ukrainian army. They have their own division. It's famous. I can't remember the name of it, but it's famous. They actually exist, right? But it's like 3,000 troops. Let, let's be honest. It, it's not a huge bunch, right? And then you have... Then you have Russia, who is hearing all of the stuff that's going on in the West, how morally bankrupt we are, but apparently we all get upset when we use the term Nazis and New World Order. Both are opposite sides of the political spectrum, but both of them are fucking crazy. So I'm going to stir them up. If I was Putin, that's what I'd do. It's what he's doing. He even They want people riled up. He wants people riled up. He wants people riled up because... Because let's be honest, Russia, the, the Russian-China axis would beat the fucking allies any day now. Hands down. They have more nukes and they have something that we don't. You mentioned it before. Unity? No, they're willing to nuke their own territory to win. Right, right. If we go there, yes. If they come here, I don't think you can make that same justification. But they don't need to fight us. No, we're so divided at this point. Let's put it this way: when they shut down when, TikTok in the world, and and the half the United States would crumble. What are you talking about? They literally put Biden's State of the Union speech and did MAGA light. Every fucking talking point that Trump talked about in the four years that he was president, his State of the Unions, he fucking said 
build the wall, releasing vaccine mandates, freedom of choice. The only difference is that when he's talking about borders, he's talking about Ukrainians, not Americans. And the number of people who wore fucking Ukrainian flags in there and waved them around is bullshit. Apparently, if you fly the American flag, you're a fucking racist, domestic terrorist, bigot, whatever you want to call it. But if you do a, a Ukrainian one, your your no your Nobel Peace Prize is coming in the fucking mail. Protesting, we we're at a point where in in the United States where um, fuck it. At this point, the Republicans are destroying our country just like the Democrats are. So fuck them. Fuck all of them. I don't care anymore. When South Dakota votes down an ivermectin bill. When red states are opposed to releasing, uh, are, are opposed to taking as principled stand. When... Did I tell you that I, I got a I got a brain blast today? No. Do you want to hear it? Work. Okay. Wait, like book brain blast or? Yeah. The number of the spirit is something. Ready? Do you know who spoke at CPAC during the Reagan dinner? Mm-mm. You know the creme de la creme the the top item, Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard only needs to change three things. She needs to sit here and change her Bernie economic stance, which, let's face it, isn't that much different than Donald Trump, right? She needs to change her 2A stance and her pro-life stance. She will be, if if Trump gets in office, it will be her or Kim Reynolds who gave the Republican response. Gotta hope not. It will not be DeSantis. It will be Tulsi Gabbard as the vice president nominee for the Republican Party. She has been given an opportunity to reset. She can do what Trump did. I didn't leave the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party left me. She only needs to change three positions, and then it will be Donald Trump and Tulsi Gabbard for president and vice president in 2024. Why? Because it will never be Trump and DeSantis. Because Trump loves arm candy. He loves strong women. Look at look at his wife. Look at Kaylee McEnany. You know, the, the people that he surrounds himself with are, are strong, beautiful women. Tulsi Gabbard falls in that category. But he does not like alpha men because he wants to be top dog. If Trump runs for office in 2024 and his health holds out, it will be Donald Trump, Tulsi Gabbard, 2024. It would have been Christy Nome, but she screwed up the transgender thing in tube of politics. And Kim Reynolds, as much as, you know, uh, uh, she is so low energy, she makes Mike Pence look like a crack addict. When Biden has more energy than she does, we have issues. Is. She's the governor of of Iowa. She gave the Republican response last night.
Do you oh, want... spooky bitch. Got you. Do you know why I think it'll be Tulsi Gabbard? Because if if Biden makes it to 2024, hold on. Who has the greatest rivalry against Kamala Harris? Tulsi Gabbard. She literally called her a liar to her face. <laughs> She's here and they, on the debate, they hated each other. And Tulsi Gabbard wants some payback that they ignored her in the Democratic Party, which I find ironic because that's exactly what the Democratic Party did with Donald Trump. Donald Trump said that he would run, if he was ever going to run for office, he would run for Republican because Republicans are stupid. That is an actual quote. But more importantly, he tried to run for the Democrats, and the Democrats said no. So he switched to Republican, and because he was this new, fresh face with all of this energy, everybody yo, decided they were going to suck his dick. Now, 2024 is coming up, and guess what? Tulsi Gabbard is in the same position that Trump was. She tried to run for president. They shut her down and they ignored her because they didn't like her opinions. Add to the fact that she is a active duty or a veteran at that point. Can you think of a better? She's a person of color. She's a female and she's a veteran. And she hates Kamala Harris. Can you think of a better vice president nominee? I hate her politics. I hate her economics. But in terms of this, this is what I see coming. No. Not as vice president. <laughs> Fuck. I was hoping to find a different. No. That wouldn't work either. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter because I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't vote for the man anyway. Fair. But okay. So COVID 23, uh, right before, right before the next election, COVID 23 comes out. Uh, if we're still existing, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in addition to the digital currency that they're trying to come up with, you know, we showed, the, you know, you read the head, the, the last picture. So uh, while they're distracting you with Ukraine to try to change the narrative to take all of the heat off of the Democrats from when they where they stood, they're already trying to turn it that they're pro-police. Yeah, they're pro-police. They're not pro-vaccine mandate. They're you know, they're flipping the script, and people are the American people are stupid enough. They're just swallowing it. Well, because they under. Do you remember when we were having that conversation, and I said that right now we're so divided that people are blindly have blind hatred, which means like the because George Soros. Is supporting Ukraine. That means that Russia must be the good guy. Because the world governments are backing Ukraine. That means that Russia must be uh, the good guy. You, you know what I'm saying? What kind where of world the, do we live in where Russia is considered the good guy? No, it's that blind hatred. 
that no, if Hitler was to come out and say, "Hey guys, I'm against the uh, I'm against the Holocaust," that because they hate Hitler so much that they would be for the gas chambers, right? That type of thing. So now you have you have Biden come out and start to lay the groundwork for that very thing. Hey, doing it. Saki's been doing it for a while. She even said it wasn't us that did the. That was what a couple months ago. Yes. But they're starting to turn that narrative, and you have the pe- you have the people who are have their heads so into conspiracy theories that they're playing into it. Look at the environment right now when it comes to Russia. They're banning them from sports. They're banning them from you know uh, for records. Uh, they're going after the citizens. They're banning vodka, resting dolls. You know, they're they're getting to the point where everybody who supports Russia are going to be domestic terrorists. Instead of, hey, we understand that there's a difference of opinion. You look at it this way. I look at it that way. Because you guys are sitting here saying that Ukrainian is bad and committing war crimes, even though Russia is using cluster bombs now. Right? Because George Soros supports something, you have to be against it. So... I don't understand that kind of blind ideology that does... That- that's not me. I'm not a fucking follower. I get it. But while they're doing that, they're forgetting that the World Economic Forum, the actual elites, the ones that want to sit here and make you a slave, who have told you repeatedly, time and time again, that you will own nothing and you will be happy, are pushing NFTs, which are ones and zeros. Nothing. And you will be happy because you think you have money. They're going to switch you to a digital currency, but more, more important, you think that they're dropping the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates. Allow me to show you and play for you exactly what they're really doing. All of these advances are amazing, but even if you make the greatest drug or the greatest wearable, there's no guarantee that the patient is going to take the drug, wear the device. So how are you thinking about technology to engage the patient? Yeah. Again, maybe I will use an example. I think uh, it's fascinating what's happening in this field right now. I mean, FDA approved the first uh, electronic pill, if I can call it like that. So it is a basically biological chip that it is in the tablet. And once you take the tablet and dissolves into your stomach, sends a signal that you took the tablet. So imagine the applications of that, uh, compliance, uh, the insurance companies to know that the medicines that patients should take, they do take them. Uh, it is uh, fascinating what happens in, in uh, this field. Compliance. No, 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 no. Fuck no. He just ended up putting a chip in a pill. Yep. And it'll send a signal so they'll always know where you're at. They'll know that you're complying. But that's the first step. What's that They'll... phrase of yours that our very lovely friend Freya has now immortalized and tattooed? The only way to live in a free, in an unfree world is to be so absolutely free that your very existence is an affront. It's not quite that, but that's close enough. But think about it. 
Don't comply. What the fuck? Am I going to have to start crushing all of my fucking pills? While you are debating if the ghost of Kiev is real, if the numbers are real, dude, it's called the fog of war. We've known about it forever. That nothing that comes out of a war zone is real until after the fact when the fog of war clears is the only way that you can prove it. Yeah, but what's the fucking matter? What does it fucking matter if there were 82 or if there were 16 men on an island that told the Russians to go fuck themselves? What does it matter if an old lady walked up to a Russian soldier and had the balls to look at him and put sunflower seeds in his pocket so that when he dies and is buried in the in the ground of Ukraine, they can at least grow sunflowers? What does it matter that the ghost of Kiev has apparently shot down multiple MiGs? What does it fucking matter that the, the guy with the tractor hauls off the fucking tank? None of you live in that fucking war zone, and how dare you try to take away their shred of hope? I don't because give a history... fuck about that. That's not my point. My no. point was, it doesn't matter. It's the fog of war, because while you are debating and arguing amongst yourself, Pfizer released nine pages of side effects for the vaccine. But nobody sees it because everybody wants to fight over this bullshit. Yeah, well, let me solve that fight for you. Our own history is made of folk tales. That's what I was going to get at. Is like you could you could simply end this by everybody that's talking about it and going, "Oh, it's fake." It's like, yeah, well, most of our history in the World War and uh, the Revolutionary War is fake. No, it is the hypocrisy for me. Yeah. In twenty twenty, in twenty twenty, they were dis- they were killing Armenians. Nobody had an Armenian flag. In 2020, they were killing thousands and thousands of people and not a fucking person wore the flag. Nobody brought it up on TV. Why? Because it wasn't politically important to the, to the elites at the time. In 2014, you talked about Crimea. You talked about Georgia being attacked by Russia. I didn't see anybody fucking wearing flags for them. I didn't see the fact that people were pissed off. The Americans decided they wanted to install their own government in Ukraine. Nobody said a fucking thing. When the Iraq war happened, when Afghanistan happened, I didn't see the majority of the media. See, here's my problem. Is that when it suits the elite, everybody is fucking pro-war. CNN and Fox News became the same fucking channel. War coverage because fucking violence sells. Sex sells. Crime sells. Sin sells. But when it comes to taking a step back and going, hey, maybe this is fucking wrong. You know, maybe, maybe Putin has a reason And doesn't care about the persecution. Maybe he believes that it's a spiritual battle for the soul of his country. And if he does, and the Russian people agree with him, then they're going to accept the persecution. Because that means they're on the right track. If it's a religious or spiritual, but okay, maybe religious is wrong, but spiritual. I, I don't mean Christian or faith-wise. Spiritual, like they have a spiritual connection to each other, the soul of a nation. It's the equivalent of if somebody came up and decided that they wanted to take California. 
You may not like California. I may not like California, but California is fucking American. So if somebody was to come and take it, we're going to go take that shit back because even though we may not like each other, we still family, right? That's that's how that works. Yeah, but you're speaking of something very, very close, dangerously close to manifest destiny, and that's a terrifying concept because nothing, no, there is no force on this earth more terrifying than a zealot that has nothing to lose. But if, okay, look at the terminology that Putin is using. He is using the terminology that Q is using. But he's also using the same terminology that Antifa used in 2020. We need to defend our people. We need to sit here and make sure that we can all come together. We need to sit here and... And, and and reunite through the division. That there's this evil cabal of people that we need to go save our own people from. Sound familiar? Even if he doesn't believe it, he's going to use that fucking terminology. And he's going to get people radicalized in the States to be pro-Russian. Or to be anti-Ukraine. I know I know they're both the same side, but they're not the same meaning. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or, or you could have people who are just anti-war and think so we should stay the fuck out of it. Yeah, I don't know if we have an option there. We need to stay the fuck out of it. Because yeah, I, don't, I don't I don't think we can. We need to. Here, here's why I say that. Do you remember when we talked about the equi- uh, uh, equivalency? The law of equivalent exchange, yes. Right. I'm trying not to use the anime term and the real term. The, uh, the exchange rate. 18 million lives are not worth 40 million lives in the Ukraine. Right. Right. They're, they're not. It's not comparable. But let me let me throw this one on you. The 40 million lives of the people in Ukraine are not equal to 7.6 billion people that could potentially be lost in a full nuclear war. Yeah, but that's that's naive thinking that they would just back down because they're not going to. They're not going to back down. China's not going to back down. They're going to keep pushing until one of those shots fire. <clears throat> no one has a choice but to fight. Do you believe in? Do you believe in mutually the doctrine of uh, mutually assured destruction? I think it lost its teeth a long time ago. Do you believe in it though? That if they shoot at us, we're going to shoot back at them. Oh yeah, that's that's going to happen. People just ignore it. I'm talking about the term mutually assured destruction. It lost its teeth a long time ago because it's been used and used and used, and they're calling our bluff on it. No, no, the policy itself. I don't care about its meaning. The actual policy itself. Do you believe that if Russia was to launch missiles against Europe and the United States, that Europe and the United States would fire missiles back? Fuck yes. I I don't know if I agree with you. 
I, uh, I give fuck it. Yes. Here, here's the reason. Uh, why. Fuck yes. It's like no. okay, look, they they launched the they launched their nukes. Okay, if we're getting nuked, then fuck you. That's exactly what would happen. But that's not what happened. In 1989, a Russian sub got a faulty signal that said that nuclear strike had happened, and that captain of the submarine refused to fire the missiles because he believed that World War III was starting. He did not want to be responsible. And I'm not saying that everybody is like this, but I think the ratio of when it had happened versus when it had not happened proves that people, it's like the, do you remember the drone video I did? That would have been, that would have been true up until 10 years ago, maybe, but the simple fact is it doesn't matter anymore. They, People are so comfortable, they don't think of war as a real thing, because, especially in the West, because half the time it never touches us. So, of course, they would launch it, and they wouldn't care. If I would believe you if the people that were responsible for firing the missiles weren't trained for it. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes, I, I, I believe I, that I believe I that ninety nine point five percent of Americans are lazy fuckers who don't understand okay, what it means on. to be uncomfortable. I see your point, and I'm going to raise you another. You okay. can raise me as many points as you want. I like to believe that the human spirit kicks in, and that's they sit here. That's just not realistic anymore. And the only reason I say that is because we've already purged our, and we're going through purging our own military right now, from people who would take a stand. Now we have people that would just follow orders. If you honestly believe that, why do you fight? If you honestly believe that, why do we do the podcast? Because sometimes you have to stand for the principle of the matter. Victory is never assured. Then then, then why give people hope at all? Why not just come on here and talk about the news and go, we're all going to fucking die? Because you believe that somebody will wake up that can make a difference. Right? Yeah, but I, I hate to tell you this, but if somebody wakes up, I doubt it's going to be one of the people that has their fingers on a fucking nuclear code. You don't know that. And it is that hope. Remember, when it comes to survival, you can last three seconds without hope. After that, everything you do, if you don't have hope, if you lose your hope, right, all you're doing is preparing to die. Right. Again, I've said it before. I don't promise anybody some kind of fantasy style of victory. Sometimes you just have to stand for the principle of the matter. There is no glory and there is no principle in dying for dying's sake. I get it. To make a stance. But you that that standing on principle only means something if you believe that somebody's going to stand up for it. And see what you did and see that sacrifice. To die for dying's sake is stupid. (laughs) It's no different than living your life and not sinning. Not because people aren't watching you, but because you know it's right. There is a difference. I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, I don't get it, but I understand where you're coming from. I just, I can't agree with that. I can't agree that there is no hope and we're just going to die for dying's sake. 
I have hope if people don't stand up and actually start to fight. I have a 13 year old right there that I will stand up and I will die for the principal so that they can wake up so that he can see the example. Right. You're talking about dying on for the sake of principle alone, knowing that in 30 days, the media will cover up whatever you said. Then your principles mean nothing. It, it may, it, it may, it may make a difference if you believe in an afterlife. It may make a difference if you believe it's going to wake somebody else up. But your statement was that they're going to sit here and, you know, that there's no principled people left. So you're dying for dying's sake. Maybe I'm misunderstanding or not catching your drift here because, quite frankly, I live by principles in a set of code regardless if anybody else was to follow it or not. I would hope that I make, I, I would hope that at least one person would see what I was doing and realize why. But that's, they're not the reason I live that way. I live that way because that is what is right. Okay. Yeah, I think at some point we disconnected in the conversation. Because I agree with that. But at the same point, when we were talking about... I'm not, being, I'm not saying being fucking suicidal, but... I mean, when it comes to your time, it's your time. It doesn't fucking matter. If anybody watches or not, you do what's right. It's the same as, it's the, same as the fact that you don't... You know... How to say this? Um, the reason that you don't steal from the old lady, even though no one would ever know, is because of the principle of the matter. Thou shalt not steal. Right? Correct. And no one was watching and no one ever knew. So did that's, that principle... Did that's that principle, your belief, not my belief. My belief is somebody is fucking watching. <laughs> I mean, that's not why I'm not going to steal. But, I mean... <laughs> Right, <laughs> <Dang>, damn. <laughs> no, but I was referring specifically to the the. I have faith that the doctrine of mass destruction wouldn't. We're dealing with humans. Okay. Humans automatically. There is nothing more inhuman than a human. Man's inhumanity to man. They would do it sheerly out of spite. Not everybody. Most people in the military have a warrior mentality. But not every... Uh, there's a difference between being a warrior and, and fucking being vindictive enough to take everybody out with you. What? Thermopylae. The 300. They, they, it was well, more than had, that, but yeah. Okay. You get what I'm saying? It's like they, they went out there knowing full well they were going to die. And they then even though deciding that they decided to take as many people down as they could with them. They're, okay. And, they're, and the ideology of mutually assured destruction is that you cause enough destruction that the attack stops. You make it hurt so bad for them that they won't, that they'll stop and cease. Okay. Mutually assured destruction does not mean anything outside of nuclear warfare. Because let's face it, in Thermopylae, if they decided that they were going to take out 10,000 to their 8,000, 
right? Or they're a hundred thousand to their three hundred. The numbers don't matter, right? Mutually, they knew that they were being a deterrent, not that they were going to destroy the entire fucking planet. Okay. That is why the theory of or the principle of mutually assured destruction only works with nuclear combat. That is true, but the simple fact is you've got... So you're telling me that, let's say, Russia decide to launch nukes at Ukraine, anybody in Europe. You're telling me that they're not going to launch back. That is the knowing, principle of mutually no, yeah, assured I know, destruction. But, but knowing what we know and seeing what we've seen, especially after the last three years... You're going to tell me that they're not going to launch back simply out of human decency. I think that there would be a pause or I would like to believe. (laughs) Like, I'm not trying to strip your hope away, but I'm also not trying to be. No, let's put it this way. If I lost my hope, you would never see me again. If if I really thought that there was no purpose, I can die on my own and I can sit here and I can stand on principle on my own without trying to wake people up. I could better use my time to prepare my family to hide. But that mentality, you have openly attacked multiple people for it. When they said, okay, I'm just going to gather my loved ones and we're going to go hide in the woods and not wake anybody up. You understand? <laughs> I could do that very easily. I choose to make a difference. I choose to stand in the hopes that it will wake somebody else I up. I think you and I have a different concept of no hope because I, whenever I've reached a point where I thought there was no hope, I made my own. If you don't think that you're not going to reach anyone, if you don't think it's well, if, I going... we, if I thought we weren't going to reach anyone, I wouldn't. I wouldn't continue to do this, but. That's not what I'm saying. I was talking about you're you're saying we purged the military of people who thought like us. They're still purging them. I have I have friends that are still in the military. They didn't purge all of them. Well, they got enough of them. Okay, fine. And point taken. <laughs> I choose to have hope that someone will see what's going on other than us. That someone will see what's going on and go, this is fucking wrong. I know you give me shit about my hope all the time. (laughs) That you give me crap about wanting to see the best in people. I don't want to see the best in people. I want to see the best in the human spirit. That little shining light that sits here and says, when the world is kerfucked, that this is wrong. The people like you, that light that sits here and goes, I will make a fucking stand regardless of odds of victory because other people will see it. Other people will learn from it. But even if no one does, I live my life on my own terms. That's that human spirit. The Russian subcaptain who got the alert that said that World War III had broken out and refused to launch the tactical missiles. That. My argument there is the fact that that was during a time when life still meant something, but to the vast majority of the world, life is cheap. Well, then 
let's nuke it all and start from the fucking wasteland. <laughs> all right, and with that depressing thing, I'm Odin. This is Tier. We'll see you on another episode, lest the world ends in a nuclear fire. Uh, Winter's Call Podcast. The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.